Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The madness is about to begin, and let's talk uh, about where these teams are going to end up, some of the local ones specifically, but uh, nevertheless, Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com joining us right now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Jerry, how you been? I'm fine. How are you? We are doing extremely well. So first and foremost, I've seen different projections and a lot of teams coming out of the Big Ten. Is the Big Ten the strongest conference right now in college hoops? Certainly the deepest. Um, you know, it's a remarkable season that the league has had. I think uh, every team in the league, uh, except Minnesota, I'm sorry, Northwestern and Nebraska, are in the top 50 of the net. Actually, I think Indiana's a little outside of that as well. But, uh, you know, so you're playing quality teams every time you take the floor in this league, and that shows up in the difficulty teams have had winning on the road. Um, it's, uh, and it's showing up in the number of teams that may make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I'm looking. Everybody, Indiana, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin, uh, obviously Wisconsin, a seven seed uh, right now, and some of the projections in your bracketology. So, give me the the lowdown on Wisconsin because Wisconsin has had somewhat of an up and down season, but it certainly seems a little bit lesser competition, if you want to call it that. But they've somewhat righted the ship, and it seems like even after all the controversy of the Kobe King stuff, seems like they've kind of put it all together and they're starting to hit on all cylinders at the right time. Yeah, they are. It's funny because, uh, in fact, I was saying that to somebody the other day. It's like, okay, they lose their second leading scorer. Um, I think it was right before the Iowa game. They lost to Iowa. Um, but since then, they've won five out of six. In play, and they're playing some of their best ball of the season. It's, uh, yeah, getting hot at the right time. Uh, played themselves off the bubble. At this point, they'd have to, you know, lose some games. They definitely shouldn't to get back into trouble in terms of selection. But, uh you know, it's uh, yeah. Now they're playing to see if they can be a top half of the bracket. It's uh, it's a it's a really good finish to the season for Wisconsin. Maryland, obviously the top dog in the Big Ten. They would be listed as say a number two seed right now, correct? Yes, I, that's where I have them at the two. Okay, and then uh, you follow it up. You got teams like Michigan State. Obviously, has been there. Iowa has been there. You look at a lot of the different teams. Michigan uh, is another one sitting at about what a, I think a five or something like that. There's uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's quite a few. I'm 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 really liking what I'm seeing out of the Big Ten. I think is there a champion in the Big Ten? Is Maryland capable of winning it all? They are. They're certainly good enough. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, gosh, I give you a couple that. Um, or a little bit more off your radar. I mean, of course, Michigan State was the preseason number one. Um, part of that was they were expecting, you know, the people who were making those decisions were expecting Josh Langford to play, and of course he couldn't. Uh, he's out for the year uh, with his injured foot. Um, so that's hurt them a little bit, hurt their depth, uh, and especially, you know, with size. So um, I, I don't know if they can if they can get all the way 16. Uh, but Ohio State... Uh, is starting to round into form again after some roster issues in the uh, say early part of January, and uh, you know b- right before that 
they were poised to be the number one team in the polls and lost at Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, right before Christmas. Um, and, but they've, they've come back around and are looking more like that team uh, that was ready to ascend to number one. And then Michigan, who also had an injury problem, a significant one to Isaiah Livers, who was out for about oh, eight or nine games except for maybe 20 minutes against Illinois. Uh, and Michigan really suffered without him. He's back, and they are starting to look like the team that beat Gonzaga in non-conference play, and they were in the top five for a while as well. So those are two teams that might be seated a little bit lower than their talent and their ability might represent. Um, when I start to look around the rest uh, of you know just bracketology in general, a lot of familiar faces, obviously, but then again, you see a team that keeps climbing a number two in Dayton, and everybody thought you know, that looked over the fence Dayton would be good. I don't know if we thought they'd be this good. The other team in our own backyard, Marquette, uh, Marquette also a number seven seed uh, as the way it sits right now. Talk about Marquette and what they've been able to accomplish. Yeah, they're having a really good season. Of course, they've got you know Marcus Howard coming back uh, to play another year in Marquette was huge for them. Uh, they're struggling a little bit right now. They've lost three in a row. You know, at Villanova, home Creighton, at Providence. You know, those are all good teams, and Providence is really getting hot. Uh, so no, those aren't really bad losses, but they're starting to slide down the bracket a little bit. But when you've got a guy like Marcus Howard, you've got a chance to beat anybody because he can take over a game. And, and I kind of liken it, and this is, you know, I'm a Purdue guy, so my own frame of reference is Carson Edwards last year in the NCAA tournament. I think Marcus Howard is capable of that kind of play. Uh, through the NCAA tournament and maybe carry his team as, as far as, you know, the second weekend or a possible Elite Eight uh, kind of performance. But, you know, I think they're going to be more dependent on him to do that kind of thing than perhaps that Purdue team last year. Uh, and then uh, when you start to, you know, kind of go, by the way, we're talking with Jerry Palm, bracketologist for CBS Sports. You start to look down the list, you look at the SEC, you look at the ACC. Tell me about some of these other ones. Uh, obviously, Big 12. There's Kansas that is sitting there right now. Baylor's had a really solid season again. Gonzaga, San Diego State. Give me some of the thoughts on some of these other number one teams. Yeah, well, Baylor and Kansas gave us a, a classic game over the weekend. Uh, yes, they did. Maybe more defensive-oriented. But, they, you know, the, these were two very good teams making great plays at both ends of the floor throughout that contest. And you can see why. They are number one and two in the bracket. Uh, Kansas jumped Baylor for number one after that win, uh, and they may play again in the Big 12 championship game, and maybe we'll see them again in Atlanta. Uh, but those two teams uh, are having fantastic seasons and uh, and deserve their position. Gonzaga and San Diego State as well. Of course, San Diego State picked up their first loss of the season. But they've beaten Creighton and Iowa and BYU, all top 25 teams. They don't play any of them at home. Uh, Gonzaga had beaten Oregon and Arizona, so you know those are those are outstanding teams. And Gonzaga is—they're uh, not terribly deep. Uh, they only play about seven guys, but but those are talented guys. And, and all all four of those teams are capable of winning a national championship. Now you mentioned the ACC; they're having a very weird year. Louisville, Florida State, Duke—two three-seed kind of teams, uh, very good, all capable of winning everything. Uh, and then you have a tremendous gap to the fourth team, who is Virginia, and a double-digit seed. Mm-hmm. And maybe one other team, NC State, uh, could get in, and nobody else seems to have much of a chance. Um, and, uh, it's not the kind of year we expect normally see from the ACC when they're talking about seven or eight teams comfortably in the field, uh, maybe five this year, and, and only three uh, with a chance really to get to the second weekend. 
When I yeah, when you talk about uh, obviously the the Virginia Cavaliers, we pay attention to it with Tony Bennett, and uh, we've been watching their bubble watching stuff, and, and and you know Clark assists per game has been really good for them, and Jay Huff, I I love watching his uh, his shots from the outside specifically. But what has it been about Virginia this year that just has not given Tony Bennett what he thought he'd have? Well, they play the defense they've always played. You know, they're, that's, that's their bread and butter. They're outstanding on that end of the floor. They just can't score. Not reliably. It's been getting a little better lately, though. But, uh, yeah, they, they just they don't have enough weapons on offense. And, you know, Diakite pretty good, but he's a post guy. So, you know, he's only going to give you so much. They need guys like, like Clark uh, to be consistent outside shooters uh, so that they have a chance to be efficient offensively. They just aren't anywhere near as efficient as they were a year ago. Uh, and then I wanted to ask you about, because the, the, the fly in the ointment is always the mid-majors. And you look at a team like, say, Northern Kentucky, 13-4, on the season. You've got the Wright State Raiders and the Horizon League, both those teams on top. Is there a chance that both teams get into the tournament if they don't win, if the other one doesn't win their league tournament? No, that league is not putting a second team in. Okay. That's, uh, that is a tournament winner-only uh, league. Um, and the if it's right or northern Kentucky, you're probably looking at a 14 or 15 seed uh, for either of those teams, and obviously anybody else would be seeded lower. But, uh, no, there's really only two leagues like that that have a shot to put a team in the field as an at-large. Uh, the Missouri Valley champion, or likely champion, Northern Iowa, has got a chance that they wanted Colorado this year, and that's a top-25 team. They've already got a couple bad losses in the league, though, so uh, if they're going to lose again, they need to make sure they're losing to one of the better teams. Uh, and then East Tennessee from the Southern Conference, uh, they also have a quality road win this year at LSU. Um, and, again, in the same position. They've already got a bad loss at home to Mercer. They can't afford another loss like that. Need to make sure when they lose in the conference tournament, which would have to happen for them to be an at-large team, um, that they don't take a loss to a, you know, a team that's too far down the standing. Where's the cutoff line in the SEC? I mean, obviously, you have Kentucky and Auburn and LSU sitting there. I mean, is it Florida, South Carolina? Where's the cutoff line there? Yeah, well, you mentioned the four teams that I've got, you know, comfortable, more comfortably in the bracket. All Florida's still pretty squarely on the bubble, but Kentucky, Auburn, LSU. Uh, it's kind of like the ACC, as I described, with those three teams being ahead of everybody else, but those three teams are not as good as the three in the ACC. Um, but, yeah, after that, Florida... I've got Arkansas, one of my last four in. Uh, they've been playing without Isaiah Jones. Uh, I don't know if he's their best player, but they've got two guys that are really good, and they, they've missed him. Uh, while uh, while he was out, they lost all five of their games. So they got a win over the weekend uh, when he came back, uh, but they're going to have to do more. Mississippi State's got a shot. South Carolina's got an outside shot. Uh, Texas, if Tennessee had beaten Auburn, we could say that they had a shot, but that's pretty much gone. There really isn't a lot. Uh, outside of those top three in the SEC this year. Um, I, I want to make a mention of this. Uh, Bruce Pearl obviously was here and did some great things in the Horizon League with UW-Milwaukee. That guy, he's had his own issues, but that guy can coach, can he? Yeah, he's doing a terrific job. That's There's no question. He, that's amazing. He's got good players, uh, you know, and, and, and might sneak a guy into the NBA or whatever, but he isn't dealing with the same tech that the Kansases and the Kentuckys and the Dukes are dealing with, and yet, yet he's competing toe to toe with them. Yeah, it's it's amazing, Jerry. It's always great to get you on. It's always great to talk to you. I'm sure we'll chat again come tournament time. But it's exciting. I love this time of year, man. Can't wait for it. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you later, Jerry Palm, bracketologist for CBSSports.com. Yeah, you look. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.